0: And we're in the bread of life discourse and there's something wonderful for us to contemplate with this whole uh, discourse and today the the aspect of uh, the, the father's will what is the father's will for us and uh that could be answered a thousand million ways because uh, um, well technically god's will is different for each and every one of us while for you as sisters, it might be God's will. Might be that you be sisters uh, here, or you know, your superiors would call you elsewhere, or whatever. But sisters in this community, for uh, those uh, are lay, uh, you know, to be married and or uh, whatever. For me to be a priest of the diocese of New Ulm or uh, God's will is different in that regard. But it's uh, it's all a- aspects of the same thing, and that is God's will is eternity with Him. That's what it comes down to, and how do we prepare for that eternity with him? That's the question, perhaps. And today, you know, the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. And it's very clear, God's will is our eternity with him. Does that mean it's automatic? We have some in this world that say, well, yeah, it's automatic, you know. Uh, but the, God forbid that we should say, well, this is what it means to follow God, then this is what it means, you know, if you want to live eternity with God, that means we live in this world in accord with his will for this world. So that means we don't do certain things or, or we, we do certain things, and ultimately comes down to do we allow Jesus Christ to be our Savior here and now too? Or do we just ignore him? say see, well, he's, he's one of many paths, as some would say, or as we would say as Catholics, he's the only way. And if that's true, that Jesus is the only way, which I'll give you a little clue it is, we know this, <laughs> not preaching anything new, how is it that we come to him? How is it that we can encounter him time and again. And certainly in the scriptures, he comes to us and we read, and as St. Jerome says, ignorance of the scriptures is ignorance of Christ. That's true. But there's something always missing in the scriptures, and that is that solid statement of this is who he is, this is what it means in the sacraments. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Because the sacraments have their efficacy, whether we recognize them or not, but there's one in particular, of course, and that's the Eucharist. And we know in John's gospel, he doesn't give us the Last Supper account of Jesus taking bread and blessing and breaking it. There's a reason for that. I, I keep contemplating there. Uh, John was, St. John was brilliant in his, because what he gives us at the Last Supper is this, if you really believe that the Eucharist is the body of Christ, is the, that Jesus is the bread of life who gives himself for the life of the world, then how do we live? Well, we live in service to one another. And while we might not literally stoop and watch each, wash each other's feet, we are called to serve, to, to make ourselves humble, to follow the, the example of our Master. It all comes from the, the example Christ gives. At that Last Supper in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, of course, he takes bread and says, this is my body. He takes a chalice, and this is my blood poured out for you and for many. And just as a side, we've had, uh, when, with the new translation, I remember being at a meeting and somebody just got very, very upset about the many. Uh, why the many? Well, because it's not all. That's the way it used to be. Jesus Christ, yes, is willing to give himself for all, but not all are willing to come. Not all are willing to believe in him for those who believe, for the many who believe, the many, he gives himself. He is the bread of life, the one that by receiving him, as he requested, actually commanded, mandated, by receiving him, we receive life. Not just a biological life, as I said yesterday. Not just a life that, uh, the, the bread that, extends our life actually if we want to be honest the host doesn't extend our life a whole lot i think it's like three calories Mm -hmm. tops not a whole lot in the eucharist but we're not talking that kind of life we're talking about eternal life and every fraction every drop the smallest fraction has unlimited worth towards eternal eternal life I uh, don't share this story often, and I, I don't think I've shared it during the homily at all, but uh, as I was reflecting on this, I was reminded he was a rather uptight seminarian. I know that's unusual that we would ever have anyone uptight in, in religious life or priesthood, but he was really uptight. Uh, just to show you how, how tight, he, his room was absolutely spotless. I dropped a Kleenex purposely and dared him not to pick it up. He couldn't last five seconds. We went to a particular church, and uh, because we didn't have mass as a community that weekend, and he came back to the pew after reception of the Blessed Sacrament, and his shoulders were just bouncing up and down. And we knew something had to have happened. And he said, after mass, we, well, what happened? What, what was going on? He said, well, I went to receive from, from the precious blood, and the extraordinary minister told me, just a drop. And I responded, amen. And he realized hopes in insane that was. But we reflected on that. Just a drop is still the body and blood of Christ. It still has worth. Jesus Christ is the bread of life. And by coming to him in this Eucharist, we do the will of the Father. We believe in Christ who sent us, and Christ was sent to us, and Christ who gathers us to the Father gives us eternal life.